What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast. A welcome if this is your first time listening. I am back with the second part of the credit episode, as promised. In the first episode, which was episode 158, I talked about my struggles with you know, saving money, credit, all of those things. So definitely go check that out for more context. But I am back for this episode to talk about the steps that I took to improve my credit over that first 12 months, because of course, the next obvious question is, what did you do (laughs) and get your credit score up after being in the gutter with your score? So I just want to say thank you so much, y'all, for all of the love and support in the last episode. You know, I felt like that was the episode where I pulled the Band-Aid back. And now I just feel really good about doing this series. I don't feel as as nervous or embarrassed the way I did when I recorded that first episode. And I love to hear, I was so happy to hear a lot of the stories that you guys had in my DMs because... I understand why you didn't want to make those things public for obvious reasons. But yeah, I'm glad that it resonated with so many folks, you know, regardless of your age, just trying to get it right, you know, and not (laughs) suffering alone with it. And that was one of the biggest things that I got from that episode. And I'm just really, really looking forward to doing this money series. And at this moment, I'm thinking that what I'll do is have a money expert or everyday person killing it when it comes to money once a month. But if things progress and you guys want more of that, definitely we'll consider doing more episodes. But of course, the basis of this show is going to be vegan, veganism and wellness. And shit, in my mind, financial literacy, financial growth is a wellness topic. So we're going to continue with all of that. So I want to start off by saying that I know you guys know this already, but I want to start off by saying that I'm not a financial planner. I'm not a credit repair specialist. None of those things as my little disclaimer. These are just the things that helped me as I was trying to get myself together. So I just want to say that what worked for me may not work for you because I don't necessarily know the ins and outs of things. But yeah, I definitely want to share it because I feel like you'll get something from this episode. 
Before we get into it, I want to shout out one of our listeners who left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. So this is from Lucky Seven Dog Rescue. She left this review back in February, and the title is Love the Community Vibe Behind This Podcast. After almost 10 years of being a vegan in the Midwest, I finally feel like I have a community of like-minded individuals with this podcast. The episodes are educational, funny, relatable, and offer support I didn't even know I needed. I have been binge listening to the episodes and find each one better than the last. I cannot recommend this podcast enough. It's for everyone, veteran vegans, new vegans, and even those who are vegan curious. Keep up the good work. You have a listener supporter for life. Thank you, girl. I think you're a woman. (laughs) Thank you so much for showing love. If you are enjoying this podcast, please do me a huge favor and go to Apple Podcasts, search Brown Vegan, hit the plus sign on the top so that you can follow the show. Scroll down leave a five-star review. You know, you have an option to hit the hit the little five stars and then write a review so that I can feature it on a future episode. It's a free and very, very helpful way to support the show. So thank you so, so much for everyone who continues to leave reviews. Ever since I said that, I feel like I've been getting a lot more of them. So I appreciate y'all for taking that extra step. I know it's not as easy as leaving a comment on Instagram, but it's truly, truly appreciated. So let's go ahead and get into it, y'all. Let's go ahead and talk about the steps that I took to get my credit score out of the gutter because <laughs> it was garbage. OK, so this is only going to be about the first 12 months of what I did to get back on track. There's some other things that I've done since then. But I know that the like I said, this is the the next natural question is how did you go from being in the 400s to getting your score up to the 700s? So that's what we're going to do is talk about those things. If you didn't listen to the last episode, I kind of I think I kind of touched on it on that one. But back in 2019, I was just like really having a hard, hard, hard time with my life. You know, I had separated. I didn't have any money saved. I didn't have my credit wasn't good. I leaned on my husband's credit. He always had excellent credit. So anytime we did anything, including buying our house, (laughs) he did everything like I was on the deed. But as far as being on the mortgage, because I was a stay at home mom, I wasn't on the mortgage, anything we ever did, buying cars, all of those things. My husband took care of those things. And I just was very inactive when it came to taking care of what I'm supposed to do. So I had collections, I had charge offs, I had other things on my credit. And I just didn't really take care of those things or care about those things because I knew that my husband had excellent credit. So if we ever needed to do anything, he could do it, which is just trifling. Okay, (laughs) just trifling. But it is what it is, you know. And so at that time in 2019, of course, we were going through our divorce, our separation, and I moved back to my parents' home. So, so thankful that my parents has like, they have a sizable home and we and the kids, me and the kids were able to live there for a bit of time while I just tried to get my shit together because it was just, things were not good. Like I was not in a good mental state. My finances were in the the garbage. And so I just really needed that time to kind of lick my wounds and get myself together. And I'm just so thankful to my parents for allowing me to do that because (laughs) Lord, I needed it. So the first thing that I did as far as changing my finances is I started working on the language that I had about myself and money. You know, like my confidence wasn't the best. 
So just working on changing my language really made a difference. And so I would stop saying that I was broke. I would stop saying that I wasn't good enough. I would stop saying that I wasn't good with money. Just really worked on it. And it was so hard. I can't even pretend that it was easy, but I w- it would just be little steps. Like when I'm in the mirror brushing my teeth or putting moisturizer on my face, I would look at myself in the mirror and just say, it's going to be okay. You know, this is just temporary. We'll figure it out. It's going to be fine. You know, all of those type of reassuring things. Over time, I feel like it made a difference. It was, like I said, very hard. So I'm not going to make it seem like it wasn't. But I really stopped calling myself broke. I really stopped thinking about, oh, I can't afford to go on this trip. I can't afford to buy these clothes. Instead of just saying I can't afford it and be done, I became more solution driven. So what that looked like is if I wanted to go on a trip, I'm like, okay, how will I be able to go on this trip? You know, how much money can I put aside? Can I go and do a side job? Can I do a consultation with someone? Can I get the money some other way? Opposed to just like accepting that I didn't have the money. I was like, okay, what can I do to get the money? You know? And so that was a huge shift for me because I went so long without ever doing those type of things. So like I said, that was the first step that I feel like made a difference is just changing my language. And then what I did is I wanted to start because I I started with the hardest part, I feel like, and that was my student loans as far as like getting things back on track with that. I hadn't paid my student loans about six years, I think it had been, maybe longer than that since I had made a payment. So I called the Department of Education. Of course, y'all know I was in default status, okay? Like... If I had, look, if I had a full-time job that whole time, they would have been garnishing me, okay? Like, it was probably, that's the only reason they didn't garnish me is because they couldn't, they had nothing to garnish. And so <laughs> what I did is, as far as the Department of Education, I called them. I was so, so nervous to do it. I was so embarrassed. I was so ashamed, but I made that call anyway. I was on the phone with the representative for about 40 minutes or so. And basically, she just read a lot of disclaimers to me. We talked, she asked me a million questions, and then I was put on a payment plan where I would just have to pay like, I think $10, $5 a month for nine months to get my student loans out of the default status. And once I did that, she told me that the old loans would come off my credit and I would have a brand new loan because I had like multiple student loans. You know how they give you a, a, a new loan every semester kind of thing? So I had all of those loans. But then at the end of that, I was able to consolidate all of those federal loans into one payment, which I really loved. And right now my balance is about $14,000 on the loans, but that helped me a lot. So even though it took nine months to do that program, I had to set up for auto draft and they would just take that five, $10 out. And that was my first step to really improving my credit is getting out of default status with my student loans. So after doing that, it kind of like builds up my confidence a little. And I was like, okay, let me go ahead and look at my credit report. And that actually, I didn't look at the credit report until I moved out of my parents' basement. And when I did that, I pulled out, like I said, I pulled my credit. We had been in my new place. I really liked where I was living at. And I was like, you know what? I know my credit is trash. Let me go ahead and just pull my credit report and see what's on there. And I actually went to annualcreditreport.com. Now, at the time of this recording, you can actually get your credit report from all three, you know, Experian, TransUnion, Equifax. 
every seven days for free. It's been going on since COVID started. So at that time, that's what I did. I went and pulled my credit and I took a highlighter. You know, I printed everything out, took a highlighter and went over all of the derogatory accounts, everything that had a balance, charge offs, collections, all of those things. And then I transferred that information over to Trello which is a software that I use to basically, I use it to manage my business. I use it for my personal life. And I just transferred and made different cards so that I can track what I needed to pay, all of those good things. And so that's what I did. I started working on attacking those medical collections, those charge-offs and everything. So I had started working a full-time job and this is back when I was living with my parents and it paid okay, but you know, it wasn't anything that, you know, the right home about just a, it was a full-time job, but it wasn't, it didn't pay a whole lot. And so, because I knew that I wanted to pay off, you know, these accounts and I wanted to improve my credit, what I did is I started working Instacart. If you guys aren't familiar, Instacart is basically a service where people, shoppers go and get your groceries for you. Like they shop your groceries and then they deliver it to you. And I did Instacart for extra money. And that really helped me start to chip away at the derogatory accounts, the charge offs, the collections, everything that I had going on on my credit. And that's what I did. I made a budget to spend to go do Instacart like three, four hundred dollars a week. And I would go and do that and throw all of the money on my debt. So having that side hustle was like super, super helpful to help me like build some momentum. I wanted to get things paid off quickly. (laughs) And so doing that really helped me move in that direction. So that's what I did to kind of get those things down. That's what I did to start chipping away at the debt. So as I was working on those things, I started doing some research and I realized that in order to get the maximum credit score, you have to have a credit card. No, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, I know there's people out there who are anti-credit card and that's cool. But if you want to get the maximum points, you cannot get away with not having a credit card and using a credit card. And so... It's sad that it's set up that way. It's kind of like, in a way, it's like you have to kind of be in debt in order to get the best score. I mean, you don't have to be in debt, but you have to use the card. (laughs) And sometimes that in our minds equates to having debt, but it's true. You kind of do like having a mortgage, having a car loan, things like that does improve our credit scores over time. So the issue that I ran into though, is because my score was so low, I could not get any credit cards, okay? Capital One usually gives everybody like a little $300 secured or something. I couldn't even get that. I was denied left and right for everything. And I was on a Facebook group and I came across some information about a company called Open Sky and they offer secured credit cards. I don't even think they do like a credit check necessarily. They just give you the card. You just can't be an active bankruptcy when you apply for it. But I started off with an open side card, a $300 secured credit card, and I would put gas on it and pay it off but, um, at the statement date or pay it down. And that's what I did. I also started off with a pledge loan with PenFed, but basically with a pledge loan, they just, it's a secured loan and they take out money from your savings and they use that as collateral for the loan. And I just did that because I needed some trade lines. I needed some credit lines on my credit report because I knew that I had to start improving it. And so I had to look like I was using my credit responsibly. And so I went ahead and got that. I think that was like $500. And I also got a secured credit card for $1,500 with State Department Federal Credit Union. As far as PenFed, my dad was military. So that's how I was able to get that account. But with State Department Federal Credit Union, 
my dad actually retired from the State Department, but I didn't even have to use this information. They have like some other affiliations that I was able to like fill out an application for and pay like five dollars for to get in there because I knew that they had a secured credit card and they would give it to me based on the research that I did online. And I did was able to get that. And I actually still have that credit card. So I would put food and gas and just anything that I needed on the card and just made sure that I paid it down below 10 percent on the statement date. So I didn't want it to report me. If say I spent $500, I didn't want it to report the $500 on my credit report. I only wanted to report like $5 or $10 because I wanted to look like I was using a car, but I didn't want to look like I was using it a lot. And I noticed that when I did that over time, it really started to maximize my credit score. Like I was able to get points every single month because I made sure that I paid it down below 10%. So that really, really helped my score. So yeah, that was the main thing that I did is just making sure that I use a credit card and paying it down as much as I could every single month. One of the other things that I did to improve my score is I use this software. I use Smart Credit, which is $20 a month. And then I use a software that's affiliated with Smart Credit called Credit Versio. So basically what I would do with Credit Versio, I think that's how you say it, Versio. Yeah, I would have them print out I would have these letters that were pre-filled with Credit Versio and basically dispute old inquiries, dispute old accounts. And a lot of things were able to be removed. And I think the reason I will say this, that I had an advantage in this is that it was at the height of COVID when I really started to get into a lot of these things. And because you know, a lot of the companies did not have the resources, they had to delete things off of my credit that wasn't they could that they couldn't verify they had to re- delete those things off my credit so i will say that that gave me an advantage it did give me an advantage because i was able to get things off of my credit that were outdated of course that needed to come off anyway but i was also able to get off like a few of the collections especially the medical ones because they weren't able to prove that it belonged to me but anything else that i wasn't able to get off i just went ahead and paid for and i know a lot of times people say okay when it's credit when it's collections and charge you shouldn't pay it because it doesn't matter. It doesn't improve your score. But my score improved. Every time I did something like that, I was able to get at least 10 points from each of the credit bureaus. So I don't know. I don't know if it's because my score was so low or what, but I felt good being able to pay off of those old accounts because even though I technically could have let some of them fall off and didn't have to pay them, to me, it was like, okay, you owe this, you need to pay it. And it actually, I feel like helped build my confidence too. So it's up to you of how you want to do it. But I know that that worked for me. So yeah, those were all of the steps that I took to improve my credit score. My goal at this point is to get to 750 or higher because being at 750 gives you the maximum as far as best interest rates for mortgages, cars. It's considered like good credit, excellent credit. And anything over the 750 is a good thing. You can typically get anything that you need as far as credit cards and things like that being at that score. So my goal is to be as high as possible because I just don't want to settle for anything. I want to, I want what I want and I want to be able to do it the way I want to do it. So having the best score and having cash is important. (laughs) So that's what I'm aiming for. Those are the things I did to improve my credit. And let me go ahead and answer the questions that I got from Instagram. I did like a Q&A on Instagram because I let those folks over there know that I was, you know, doing this episode. So I'm going to go ahead and answer the questions that I received. 
So what, the first question is the person wanted to know who did I use to do this? Like what service that I use to repair my credit? And I actually did everything myself outside of getting the letters from Credit Versio. I actually did everything myself. I didn't pay anybody for it. I didn't want to pay anybody for it. You know, we were locked down and there was nothing going on anyway. So I just focused on it myself. (laughs) Plus, I just felt like it's just better for me to do it myself because I didn't want like the easy way out. I kind of wanted it to be a little bit of a struggle. So I wouldn't get myself back into this situation again where my credit was trash, you know. So I did everything myself and I recommend the same for everyone else. There's no need to pay somebody to do something that you can do yourself. The next question is actually from Phil. Phil will be on the show probably in the next month or two. It just depends on when he schedules because he's going to be on the show. We're going to talk about like credit and things like that and saving money when he comes on the show. But his question was, what's my favorite debt payoff method? So the two day, the payoff methods that I'm familiar with is Avalanche and the Snowball. So I chose the Snowball method. So basically what you do is you pay the smallest balance and then you pay off the smallest balance and then you roll that money over to paying off the next debt, just basically like a snowball effect. I prefer that method because it feels like it's, I build on that momentum. Like it feels like I'm making progress with that method faster. And the avalanche method is when you pay off the debts with the highest interest rate first, and then you focus on, it doesn't matter what the balance is. And then you just focus on that to save money over time. But because most of the debts that I had on my credit were like charge-offs and collections, because of that, I wasn't getting any interest anyway. So I've built on the, so I use the snowball method because I felt like it worked the best. So the next question is, what strategies benefit your score the most? And for me, the strategies that benefited my score the most was when I charged something or when I had a balance, making sure that I paid under 10% before the the statement date so that just paying that my balance is down as low as I could on the credit cards made the biggest difference in my score and that's called like the credit utilization I think that's super important just keeping your balances really really low is how you maximize your scores and having of course more available credit where did I find the information to raise my score a resource that was, oh my gosh, so, so helpful. And I still go in there and read posts and things like that. Now is this road to 750 Facebook group. I'll make sure that I link it in the show notes for you was, oh my gosh, it was so valuable. Shonda Martin owns that group. And she also has a YouTube channel at TikTok Instagram. She gives out so much incredible free, free advice on how to improve your credit. She's so approachable, so down to earth. I love her content. And I'm going to link to all of her stuff because she really, really helped me get my credit together. Because I felt like I didn't really know the ins and outs of credit until I started looking at a lot of her resources. And the next question is somebody wanted to know, can I do it for them? <laughs> probably not. Okay, probably not. I'm not a financial expert, but I promise you, or a credit expert, but I promise you, you can do this yourself. You don't need me to help you do it. You can do this yourself. And the last question was, how long did it take? And so to get from the 700, excuse me, to get from the 471 score to the 700 score, that took 12 months. So I'm still, I'm still out here working because I want to get to 750 and higher. 
So yes, that's what I did to get my credit in the right direction. Just to really recap really fast, just make sure that you pull your credit because you want to see what's on there. And then all your findings, put that on a spreadsheet, organize things, and then work on a plan of action to attack your debt because there is no reason why we should be out here sitting with a lot, a lot of the debt that we have, you know? So work on that and make sure that you also dispute things on your credit that are not accurate dispute things that you know they can't prove. Just do all of the things to try to clean up your credit. But I think the first step is to seeing what's on your credit because that was that could be kind of intimidating, but it's worth it to take the time, you know, to go out and look and see what's out there so that you can start making some improvements. And of course, pay down as much as you can. And yeah, I hope this was helpful. Come hang out with me on Instagram. I am brown vegan over there and YouTube. I'm Brown Vegan on that platform as well. Brownvegan.com is the website. And yes, thank you so much, so much for listening. And I'll holler at you next week. Bye. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.